All right, welcome back into another episode of CFB Mondays. Um, disclaimer for this episode, it gets heated again. Um, fourth and ten triggers Carson, as per usual, gets into his, his classic hypotheticals. Um, and I feed into it a little bit, you know, but I just like to say that this is the last week of Michigan hypotheticals because Michigan, in my opinion, should be number one, and we'll talk about it later in the pod. So thanks for tuning in. Stay locked in, and we're going to get straight into it uh, with the boys here on CFB Mondays once again. the studio of course we got the boys with us today david and carson as usual cfb mondays uh week three of doing this week five in college football um basically we're gonna get straight into it here as per usual we're gonna go through our team's games this weekend and then we'll get into some recap of of the key and big games from the past weekend and then we'll get into some fourth and ten and we'll get into some picks at the end so basically let's get straight into carson let's start with your team bro the cu (coughs) the cu buffaloes um you guys were getting killed by USC and then realized their yeah. defense kind of sucks. Yeah, well, so speak to me about speak to me about uh, Shador and your your new WR one. Well, first, first, I just want to say, proud to be a Buff fan after the game. Proud Buff fan. This team fought. This team was resilient. This team embodied Coach Prime's mentality. This team played hard until the end. Second half outscored USC twenty seven fourteen. Shadur Sanders stayed the course. Acted and played like a complete leader. Four touchdowns, 30 for 45, over 370 yards. Went toe-to-toe with Caleb Williams, especially after the first quarter. I mean, after the first quarter, this game was very even. Um, I mean, USC was up 14-0 after the first, but from there on, it was Shadur and Caleb going back and forth. And as you said, two freshmen got really their first real playing time this weekend against a top-10 team in the country on offense. Marion Miller, seven catches, 196 touchdowns. I have a question for you. Uh... Kamani was in the media before this game because of Dion. Yeah, oh yeah, Dion, yeah. I'll get to Kormani. I'll get to Kormani. So I'm just saying, like, who, which freshman are you more proud of or like excited? What for I'll say, future? I'll say, I'm excited for Amarian because the way in which he put up seven and one ninety six was not a drag route and took it. I mean, he yeah. had a one handed catch down the field that ca- his first touchdown of his career in the end zone. That was a, I mean, it was an incredible throw by Shadur, but a great catch. I mean, this wasn't an easy. It wasn't just an easy. Oh. He's a freshman. They kind of forgot about him, and he just had a few big plays. I mean, he made some great catches. Um, his route running looks good. Great hands. But I'm also very impressed with Cormani, and I was so excited to see him out there. Um, he let up a few catches, but against a receiving core like USC's, he really held his own for really what his first game was. Um, it sounds like, again, like you said, he was in the media for not showing up to meetings, not being disciplined, not buying in. But it looks like, I mean, it feels like he's turned it around. It feels like he's in the game. It was cool to see Travis Hunter on the sideline coaching him up. Um, and that we see we see a lot like like two names that come to mind are Derek Stingley and Denzel Burke for Ohio State. Um, like freshman five star cornerbacks, really good right away. And just because they're such pure athletes, and Cormani McLean with his reach, with his size, with his just natural talent, um, kind of that Sauce Gardner type build. CU needs him out there, especially without Travis Hunter. And I think if if Travis Hunter plays in this game, CU might win. If I mean the two things I look at is Travis Hunter's injury and the blocked punt. Blocked punt is incredibly avoidable. Like Deion Sanders said, special teams were not special. Special teams have guys to be better. But if you eliminate that crap punt play and you add Travis Hunter to this game, I mean, it's coming down to the wire. It's a last possession. Whoever gets the ball last wins type of game. So, But at the end of the day, I'm proud. This, is always, this has always been a next-year thing when the Buffs go to a weaker Big 12. Shador probably comes back with Travis in his last year with Amari and Miller and Cormani in their second year with some experience. Jimmy Horn. All these guys with another year and another year of transfers to build up the offensive line. But at this point, I mean, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I'm excited, it really excited for the future of this team and this program and just act very proud of the way the Buffs played. David, any thoughts on the Buffs this weekend other than other than what he said? Uh, no, he pretty much covered everything. I thought in the second half especially, the offense really, really just showed out. And USC, there's definitely some concerns with, with USC yeah. right now. I'll get, I'll get in more to that during 4th and 10, but their defense looked abysmal looked like they couldn't stop anything Mm -hmm. um and obviously like colorado's defense was never a strength for them and caleb williams tore them apart but again they towards the end of the game they started started at least containing caleb williams because you're never going to actually really shut down caleb williams but Mm -hmm. but they were containing him and and i mean it might not look like it because he threw for 400 yards and six touchdowns but caleb williams was contained for for most of that fourth quarter so i was very impressed with the buffs 
and just the resilience they showed. Um, for me, the bus, like, again, we'll talk about them later, but yeah, USC is terrible, and the Buffs, I love watching them every weekend, dude. Oh, absolutely. Um, but let's get into what is bound to be one of the funniest two to five minutes of this podcast, your team, David, Penn State. Uh, David said, come to my room to watch uh, at halftime, you know, finish the game by himself, let's just say that. Um, 10-10 at halftime with Northwestern, David, and Northwestern is definitely top 25 worst teams in college football. Um, so so let's hear it, David, your team. Penn State. Yeah, yeah, let's just say that that invite was rescinded the second I saw a tie ball game at halftime. This is the now second straight road game where Drew Aller just cannot perform on the road. Eight of his nine touchdowns on the season are at home. He is a 51% completion percentage quarterback on the road compared to 75% at home. And this is at Northwestern, by the way, one of like probably one of the smallest stadiums. They probably. literally during the week, home game. They, and James almost, Franklin did yeah. not allow music to be played at yeah. practice during the week because of yeah. how quiet and dead and terrible that stadium environment is. Yeah. And and hopefully, you know, at least we don't have a big road game. Come. Oh, oh no, our next road game's at Ohio State. So oh, that's weird. Maybe so a little bit louder. Than we are going to lose that game by thirty. Is is my my prediction right now because Drew Aller will. Wow, Drew Aller <laughs> is awful, and on the road he is awful. The defense played played fine, but the defense should play fine against Northwestern. 13 points is still too much. I know they got two short field uh, drives, but I mean, dude, it was it was bad. We looked like usually sometimes in the in in early games where they're close, you know, it looks like oh, you know, you can clearly tell Penn State's the better team, but Northwestern's just playing well. We looked like the worst team. It looked like Northwestern was outplaying Penn State. Finally, we give Nick Singleton the ball, and look what happens. You know, we're hoping Katron Allen is healthy enough for next week. Or This is a good time for the bye week because we need Katron Allen to, to get healthy. Third string running back Trey Potts looks like a better quarterback than Drew Aller because he threw a touchdown in the Illinois game and got a direct snap touchdown in this game. So he's a more efficient quarterback than Eight Drew rushes Aller. for Drew Aller, four yards. Yeah, but sacks, don't forget so college football sacks. does count sacks as, as rushing. No, yards, I know. So. But and, and that's what I and that actually gets me into what I was gonna say. Penn State's this is the best offensive line that James Franklin has ever coached in his life. It, like they're running out of if if Penn State doesn't win eleven games this season, it's you're it's you're starting to run out of excuses for James Franklin. You're you're really starting to run out of excuses. Like even if we go yeah, if there are any excuses left, even if you go ten and two and and win the bowl game, like if 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 we lose to Ohio State and Michigan, they both. They both make the playoff, and we win the Rose Bowl. That's still a successful season in my eyes, but it's just still like you just can't get over the hump. And and Penn State does this every single year. Every single year we, we play a garbage team, and we play them close. Um, I know my dad threw his hat like five times in the first half of this, this game. Like it was just – it was actually so hard to watch with – Awful play calling, and then when we did call a good play, our quarterback forgot that he could play football, and then the second Boca Bula comes in, touchdown on the first play. I think uh, maybe maybe against UMass, I want I want Boca Bula to play the second half against UMass. That's assuming Drew Aller does his job in the first half. No, I don't I don't care if he does his job. Okay. I don't care for losing at halftime. I want Boca Bula to play the entire second half. We need to start giving him drives because he has played better than Duraller in back-to-back road games. So uh, it was just so bad. And obviously it's still 28-point, like, conference road win, but yeah. Northwestern shouldn't even be in the Big Ten. So it was, just, it was just – it was hard to watch, man. It was hard to watch. Yeah. Thoughts on Penn State, that, or, uh, Carson? I mean, other than the fact that Drew Aller's a statue, no, not really. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's to a point where I think – again, we talk about how these three top Big Ten teams are so similar and that they have – not elite quarterbacks, but elite defenses, and but I'm starting to uh, sift out these rankings. I think it probably goes JJ one, and I'd probably right now put McCord over Drew Aller, huh. which is which is which is a problem. What about Talia as well? Well, I'm talking the top three. Okay, top okay. out of those top three okay, teams, okay. because like and that th- that's the problem with Penn State. If Penn State wants to beat Ohio State, and Michigan, they have to have the best quarterback because their teams just from top to bottom is not going to be as good as Michigan's. Sure. So, speaking of Michigan, um, last thing we got to go over to cover our our a happy our Tyler day is satisfied. Super, super happy, super satisfied. Um, should be number one in the country. 
but you know that's that's that that's not that's not irrelevant. That's, yeah, irrelevant. Um, JJ played awesome. There's not much to say about Michigan this week. Um, finally, a, con- a convincing win, which is what we've been waiting for from them. Um, we'll see later in fourth and ten to see if they if they got David Young back on uh, back on their train. But um, yeah, I mean, what do you know? Blake or uh, Donovan Edward gets over ten carries and they blow a team out. Um, granted, he only had 48 yards, but. Um, the big plays from from the run game are not there this year, which is what we saw last year with Blake Corman, why he was able to get so many yards. And same with Donovan Edwards when when Corman went down. It's just kind of consistent running, you know, five yards of carry, and then and then you know JJ in the red zone has, has just been throwing darts into the back oh, yeah. end zone. Um, like you said, Carson, I think he's he's far and away the number one quarterback in the Big Ten right now. Probably, um, yeah. Consistent. Uh, he's been consistent all year. Had two touchdowns again today. I mean. Again, he only threw the ball 16 times, but he's got to be accurate and not make mistakes, and he didn't. Um, he had a rushing touchdown as well, but, yeah, this this team finally had a convincing win is the bottom line, and, uh, you know, I hope I hope there's more to come leading up to that uh, that Penn State game and no more uh, no more concerning first halves or third quarters and then blowing a team out in the fourth quarter. But we'll see what, we'll see what they do uh, going forward. But, yeah, not much to say about them. I'm really happy with uh, their performance this week. So now we're going to get into some game recaps um, from from uh, week five in college football. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's let's start off by recapping some of the big games from the weekend. We're gonna do uh, in our opinion the three biggest games of the weekend. The first one is number ten Utah versus number nineteen Oregon State and Utah Carson. I know you're very low on them now after this game, but uh, Oregon State kind of kind of ran them over a little bit twenty twenty one seven um, against the number ten team in the country. Thoughts on Utah Carson? Yeah, I mean last week. I mean really, what this game tells me a lot about is. UCLA is just not great. After Oregon just or Oregon after Utah completely shut down Dante Moore and US UCLA last week, they come out and just kind of lay an egg. Uh, Nate Johnson's just not a very good quarterback for Utah. But really, I mean, we we've we've sat here and said once Rising comes back, they're a top ten team. Even that, even I've said that. But after this game, granted, um, Oregon State's a good football team, but I'm not sure that this team from top to bottom, especially offensively, is good enough even with Cam Rising. Cam Rising last year, he relied on Don, Dalton Kincaid so heavily, and I just don't think they have that this year. I don't think they have as steady of a run game. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, they just don't run the ball quite as well. I mean, their leading rusher averaged uh, 3.6 a carry. Like, they've always been a heavy run game, great defense, um, Rising and Kincaid. So Rising doesn't have his Kincaid, and they can't run the ball as well when they play a great team like um, Oregon State. So I think last week I might have overreacted because – of all the hype Dante Moore had gotten in um, UCLA kind of moving up in the AP poll. But, yeah, I think this this is just – last year was Utah's year. They won the Pac-12. They took advantage. And I just – even when they get rising back, I'm not sure they're – I'm not sure they're even a top 15 team. Yeah, I, I think going forward, um, such a tough conference looking, looking for. I mean, they got Cal, USC, Oregon, and then, you know, ASU, Washington, Arizona, and Colorado. They, they might finish the season unranked, dude. Well, if they lose five games, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because they're not going to beat USC. They're going to lose three more. Um, they're not going to beat Washington. Or Washington, yeah. And then CU, CU will, will, yeah. will be a tough game for them at that point, too. So, David, does this tell you more about Oregon State or Utah? Uh, <clears throat> this tells me more about uh, Utah kind of sucking. But yeah, because DJ, you didn't even play great. He didn't play great, so. but he's... Still would be the best quarterback on Clemson's roster if he was still on. Oh, it. that's probably. But I Utah Utah the the thing you said about um, Utah not having that number one target is, is so true because a lot of people will circle Money Parks as, as that guy. He's just too small that any physical no, yeah, exactly. a physical defense just shuts him down. Time. I mean one one catch for nine yards. And he's but, not really a cam rising type playmaker. No, not like, at all. Yeah. And, 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 and honestly, few results made me happier because if, if you guys listened to last week's episode, I was clowned for putting Washington State over Utah by the guy sitting to That's my true. right That's right now, true. Carson. I did. And, and I just I sat back and watched this game. I was smiling the whole time. That's I true. I was so happy. This is I the team the that, Dante Moore This is the team that Washington State Stupid. handled. And I know it was at home, but, but Oregon State was handled by Washington State and then... They go out and, and just and just destroy Utah. I mean, I didn't think Utah was going to score. I think they got kind of lucky in scoring. Damian Martinez is one of the most talented running backs in, in not only Pac-12 and all the country. Uh, Oregon State is is definitely a scary team, and and I think at the end of the year, Oregon State Oregon is going to be a great game. They're gonna. I mean, they're gonna be looking to play spoiler. I mean, just to just to. Uh, 
look ahead to our picks, uh, UCLA, who got completely stuffed by Oregon last week, is the favorite against Washington State this week. But we'll, we'll get into that later. That's just we, I just found that interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I mean my my take on this game is is like you guys you guys covered it pretty much right there. Uh, you know Utah might Utah is definitely not as good as we thought. And Oregon State might be a threat going forward. Is basically where I'm at. Yeah, I mean. They're just. I think Oregon State's just a little bit limited. I'm not. I don't like like we talk about with Drew Aller on the road. I don't trust EJU on the road. Mm-hmm. I don't know, David. You have the schedule pulled up. What are their? Who I have do they the play on the pulled road? Up and I'm looking at they got at Cal. I guess they're they got the at Arizona, tough at games are at, are at and home. at Oregon. Oh, no, at Oregon would be great. But I mean, this 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 Oregon State team might go in Washington's to the Washington travel game with one loss. Yeah, Washington. There's a there's travel. a chance they go in with one loss and. And we saw how uh, how Arizona kind of game planned against Washington. I think Oregon State matches up very well against Washington, so that that'll yeah. be a very interesting game for for late in the season. But uh, yeah, I was I was very I was very impressed with Oregon State this weekend. Uh, let's go into the game of the week though, LSU Ole Miss. Um, yeah. Absolute like yards fest. Yes. Both teams seven hundred. Yeah, both teams over seven hundred yards. They're actually no, that's not true. But Ole Miss over seven. Yeah, over, Ole Miss over seven hundred yards. And then Jaden Daniels and Jackson Dart went shot for shot. Absolutely, yeah, it was yeah. And what a game it was, Carson. Oh, and Quinshawn Jenkins. This is what Lane Kiffin needed though. After losing to Alabama in a, in a year where Alabama was down, and it was last week was a letdown for Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. And Lane Kiffin needs to start winning these big games like this, especially as an offensive minded head coach. This is the type of win he needed, a 55-point, 700-yard-plus performance as the play caller. Um, this is what Jackson Dart needed, four touchdowns, 389, no picks. Um, Quinshawn Junkins, like I said, being the workhorse that he is that he is supposed to be on this offense. Um, and just a, I mean, just a great football game all around. Just a great football game from both teams. Clutch stuff down the line, down at the end from Jackson Dart, which is, I mean, we know he's a talented, uh, talented player with a good arm, with a lively arm, but... We just haven't seen that clutch factor with him very much. And with, I mean, under the bright lights, really the game everyone was watching at that point. He came up big and um, came up big with less than a minute left and won the game. So, I mean, credit to them. Credit to Lane Kiffin. And Brian Kelly, it's just, he was brought, Brian Kelly was brought to LSU to win games like this. He was brought there to win close games because he is the better football coach, and right now he's not doing it. Coach Prime. So, God. I said Oklahoma for Coach Prime, maybe LSU. But, I mean, he's there. He is there because he's thought of as a great X's and O's on-field coach that will win you close games because he's a better football coach than guys like Lane Kiffin. And he's not doing that. So, I mean, and, and Jaden Daniels did his job in this game. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. David, thoughts on this game? Uh, in the very first episode that we ever had of CFB Mondays, I picked Jaden Daniels as my Heisman winner. And they aren't. They just aren't going to win enough games because he is having just an incredible season. I mean, 1,700 passing yards, sixteen touchdowns, two picks, and and in this one specifically, four hundred fourteen yards, four touchdowns, along with almost a hundred rushing yards and a touchdown. There should be no reason LSU loses a game that Jaden Daniels has that type of performance. LSU has the fourth ranked offense in the entire country and the one hundred seventeenth ranked defense. Yeah, that is such a problem, and that is not typical of a Brian Kelly coach team. Mm-hmm. He is is on on a flaming hot seat right now. I don't know. I mean, but I think I mean, they might talk themselves into giving him more time. They might, but and and we'll we'll get into this during during game picks later, but very interesting matchup against well, Missouri this win. weekend. You Brian you Kelly win. has to win this game. Smoke he has to win this game. Because you're looking forward, they got Auburn and Army. Those should be two games that they win both at home and then and then at Alabama. I mean, we also have happened last year. It's like the only big game Brian Kelly's ever won, basically. But it was just clear that that Ole Miss was not going to get stopped on that on that final drive. Yeah. I mean, here's my take on this game. I think Jaden da- Daniels obviously is going to be in contention for Heisman if they if they continue to win. Obviously, like David said. But for me, I, this was the first Ole Miss game I actually like really watched and like tuned into, and I love Jackson Dart. Dude. No, it was it was Ole Miss's. This was a Ole Miss is supposed to be. Yeah. Like week in and week out, and it, it was fun to watch it. The match yeah, put it together. exactly, dude. And I'm, I, it's one of those teams where you're not gonna you know worry about watching week mm-hmm. in week out, and then you, they finally get into a big game, and you can see these players that that people are talking about every week, 
and you know it's, I love Jackson Dart and I'm looking at their schedule right now and they go Arkansas Auburn Vanderbilt Texas A&M and then they go Georgia so I think they can go to that Georgia game with one loss maybe a top 10 team in the country honestly I think I really like Jackson Dart like I said but you know LSU we kind of covered them their defense is not good enough to uh get Jaden Daniels in, in that top Heisman contention because honestly you know stats wise he's up there with Caleb and and, and uh Michael Penix right now but you know, speaking of Brian Kelly, we can move on to uh, Notre Dame Duke, um, twenty-one fourteen. Yeah, I'll get us going here. Yeah, get us, so, get us going, dude. This game, I mean, let's just be frank. Carson's this a game huge stunk. Notre Dame stunk. This game stunk. The yeah. defenses were good. Got to give credit to the defense. But my goodness, I don't care that Notre Dame won. I've never been more justified that this team is overrated. This quarterback is overrated. This running back is overrated. This offensive line is overrated. This team's toughness is overrated. Sam Hartman, 50% completion percentage against Duke on the road. Use. But since they lit up Middle Tennessee State, since Audrick Estime ran all over Middle Tennessee State and they pulled the stars at halftime, oh, they got Audrick Estime. They're going to run the ball down everyone's throat. They're the toughest team. they got a elite quarterback now, Heisman contender. Sure, I mean, they kept the game close against uh, Ohio State because their defense is great. Not because their quarterback's great, not because their running back's great, not because their run game is great. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Not because of their quarterback. Their quarterback did not play very well. I mean, sure, give him, give him credit for um, winning the game at the end, but he dropped back against three rushers, sat there, and threw his open tight end. I mean, number 88, uh, Mitchell Evans, the dude can play. He is a very good tight end, um, really filling the Michael Mayer role, and then on fourth down, he dropped back against three guys and was given 16 yards to run. So, I mean, it was, sure. You could say it was an impressive drive. It was fine. And then on the other side, um, Riley Leonard, you respect the kid. You respect his toughness. Runs hard. Plays hard. Seems to be a good leader. Has this Duke team overperforming. But you've got to be kidding me, Mel Kiper, ranking this dude above Michael Penix in your quarterback draft rankings. I mean, that is a sick joke. This dude, 12 for 27, a pick. He, he, he's just Daniel Jones. He's he's Daniel Jones again at Duke. He's he's really he's the best on the ground, and he just doesn't profile as an NFL passer. So I want to put that out there. It's, absolute, it's, it's, it's absolutely embarrassing to think that he is at all a better prospect than Michael Penix. And I really hope nobody takes Riley Leonard sixth overall like they did with Daniel Jones, but... I don't know. I mean, it's Notre Dame overrated. Riley Leonard, frustrating with how highly people uh, talk about him, especially Mel Kuyper. So, I don't know. That, that's all I got. He might be out, dude. He might be out. For yeah, a while. yeah. Do we, no, oh no, we know that no, that's I, terrible, and terrible man, yeah, for him getting hurt. No prayers up to him for sure. <laughs> Just never how you want to see a game. Oh, you no, know, that is true. That is, that's a great point. That is true. Uh, you know. 81 yards, two touchdowns, and a game-winning touchdown doesn't really scream overrated to me. I agree with everything else you said with this team being overrated and Sam Hartman. I'm a big Andre Estime fan. I think I think he sees holes well, and I think maybe not like an NFL running back, but I think he's a very, very good college football running back. Um, overall, I kind of just feel, feel for Notre Dame fans. I mean, two heart attack games in a row, basically, for them. Like, two so stressful, and then another tough one this week. Uh, you know, Sam Hartman just, just did not perform well. That, that 50% completion cannot happen. Duke has a great defense, but that cannot happen. And, and Notre Dame's receivers were just nowhere to be found. Five receptions by wide receivers yeah. is terrible. What's new? Duke's, Duke's corners were playing great. Riley Leonard, again, just a frustrating game. Frustrating was the perfect word for it. Um, you know, Duke is, is still one of the top teams in the ACC, but... They're not gonna, you know, there was there was a little bit of buzz that they were gonna compete with Florida State. They're not gonna compete with, compete with Florida State. There, they just are too limited offensively. Notre Dame is not gonna be USC too limited offensively. Like I just, I learned a lot about both of these teams' ceilings this week. No, I mean, and Duke, you know, the the fall off of Duke, I feel like was a little bit due this week. I mean, obviously week one gets everyone on the uh, on the Duke train or whatever, and then they go Lafayette, Northwestern, UConn. They blow all three of them out, and it's like, all right, what can you do against another, you know? And also Clemson's bad, too. So yeah. I don't know why everyone was so high on them going into this game. Um, and they, they contended with Notre Dame, but like, like you said, Carson, this was a bad game, but... To be honest, to me, it never really looked like Duke was going to do anything significant in this game. I never I mean, trusted they Riley finally the scored strategy. the touchdown at the end of the game, and it was like they went up 14-13. But they're, they're at that point, Sam Hartman came out on the field, and it looked like Duke's 
pass rush and their defensive line was completely gassed. And, yeah, but they, they, were, they just, were good all game, too. No, they were great yeah. all game, but they yeah. were just gassed at the end yeah. and so had no chance. I never trusted Duke to, to pull away in this game and, and come out with the win, but you look at Duke's schedule, dude, and they go to a, a tough game at home against NC State with Riley Leonard probably out during that game. Uh, this is That's this week. And then you look at a very interesting game against Florida State, and if they lose that, especially if they get blown out, I think I think everyone will be off the Duke train at that point. Yeah. Um, and then Louisville, Wake Forest, North Carolina, Virginia, Pitt is is, is just a tough schedule, dude. And I don't think, and I don't think we're going to see much from Duke going forward. As for Notre Dame, I'm completely off the Sam Hartman train. I was on mm-hmm. him going into the Ohio State game, um, and like you said, Carson, dude, fifty percent completion percentage, just not good. Um, like with the same thing with Riley Leonard, dude. You look at Sam Hartman, you don't really trust him. Um, again, you know they're running back one in this game, and they went Ohio State, Duke. They're going to go Louisville this weekend, which is another tough game. And then they go USC. I think yeah. they'll, they'll be happy to win two of those Trash games. offense against trash defense. Great yeah. offense against great defense. Yeah. I'll take the Trojans. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, same thing with Duke, dude. I think we could be off the Notre Dame train. Uh, yeah, no, I think very, Notre very Dame. soon. Like, um, I, I don't want to sit here and say Audric Estime stinks and their run game stinks. They have a great – Joe Walt's a great tackle. He's going to be great. But it's not enough to win football. In college football – their, their run game was talked about. It's going to beat up Ohio State. It had one good quarter against Ohio State. It's going to beat up teams. I mean, it's it's fine. It's not great, but it, that doesn't win you college football yeah. games. Your quarterback has to be better than Sam Hartman and, if you want to win big And games. props to the AP poll as well for not jumping them ahead of teams yeah. like Oregon and USC yeah. after, a win, after a ranked win. It's very easily they could have done that. Still should be behind surprised. Oklahoma, but yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't have been surprised. But they only went no. I agree with that. So, I agree with that. So good on the AP poll there. Speaking of the AP poll, another transition into a, another segment which we've been excited about since Saturday. David, take it away, man. Fourth and ten. Fourth and ten. All right, you know, fourth and ten, ready to ready to get started. Recap, here. recap gonna, what it is, bro. Recap. And so that's fourth and ten is is my segment every week. Uh, just do my top ten rankings. Uh, Criteria really goes into how I saw them perform last week, how I've seen them perform all season, and just the overall talent on their team. That's how that's how I'm uh, that's how I'm ranking these teams. And yeah, so let's just uh, get right into it here. Um, at number ten, it's 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 the third straight week here that we have a have a new new team entering the top ten, and that team's Oklahoma. Oklahoma has been like kind of under the radar this season. They've they've proven they can win defensive battles and they've proven they can go out and score fifty. You know, I'm not a massive Dylan Gabriel fan, but I I, I really like that supporting cast that Oklahoma has, and I this is the best defense that we've maybe ever seen in our lifetime in in a Sooner uniform. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's this the game this weekend is going to be great, and and I'm very excited to see what those two teams will do out there. Uh, at number nine, I got USC. Uh, it just it's it's just so frustrating to watch when you have a top 10 quarterback on planet earth on your team and then tyler i'll, I'll use your saying here their defense is swiss cheese dude there's there's holes yeah, everywhere their, their especially defense, this past weekend dude. their defense is the biggest disadvantage give the buff some credit no no no, no absolutely no, i'm just, I'm just they able to no, like, it's bad it's make bad. that it's interesting bad. no it's bad it's wild giving up it's 28 bad. to asu is worse than giving up 41 to 100 like, like, wait, worse. two weeks in a row of just telling us that they suck on defense yeah their their defense is the biggest disadvantage that any top 10 team has mm-hmm. uh at number eight i got oregon just a just a kind of boring week versus uh, like a terrible stanford like they just kind of did what they had to do um they're ahead of USC mainly because they're the only two top ten teams that have a comparable game. They sure. can we can both kind of compare how they played against Colorado, and I, I think Carson here knows that Oregon played. We can say slightly better in that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this this Oregon ranking really made me <coughs> circle November eleventh on the college football calendar. We got Oregon, USC, Penn State, Michigan, Utah, Washington, Miami, Florida State. All that day, it's gonna be a. It's going to be a, gonna be a telling day. It's going to be a very telling day. I think USC Washington maybe the week before. Maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. So at 7, I have Penn State. Uh, specifically, I, I already kind of alluded to it, how, how bad the offense was in the in the first half. They were 5 last week. They were. They were. They And I learned a lot more about and them who was than seven I had last learned. Week, that I had Michigan. learned. Michigan. Yeah. yeah. In, in previous, uh, previous weeks there. Bye week in UMass coming up, and so those don't matter at all. And then Ohio State in three weeks. Uh, Losing uh, by oh, man, I'm not feeling good about that one. At number six, 
We've got the Georgia Bulldogs at number oh my six. God. Whoa. Your national title pick. <laughs> my national title pick. Let's just, I'll come out right now Whoa. and say that I think I was wrong about Christmas. that one. I wow. Think I was wrong well, how, how can you say that already? Georgia sucks, dude. Georgia, I watched that entire Auburn game. They, I just don't know when the struggles are going to stop with this team. The, last week, it was a defensive outing. You gave up 21 points to UAB. This week, it's the offense struggling with Auburn, who is terrible. Auburn is terrible. Auburn scored 14 points against Cal and then kept yeah, it, kept it a four-quarter yeah. game where you needed maybe the best non-quarterback in the country. It's Brad Bowers or Marvin. They're both just unbelievable. But Bowers is so good. He's like head, head and heads above everyone else on this Georgia team. I do not trust Carson Beck at all. And Brock Bauer is a top three Heisman right now. He really might be. He might be the definitely the closest a tight end's been to winning it. And that ever. might be just be because of how far and away he is from the next best player on Georgia. Like you just it's, said. Yeah, yeah. It's Georgia is bad, and, and you might think that's an overreaction, but uh, they're bad. They're they're they're. I have Ole Miss beating them. I think Ole Miss is going to beat them. Wow. In, Kentucky in, this week in Athens. I, th- I don't think Kentucky's that good, but in Ray Athens, Davis. in Athens, I got Ray Davis. Dude. In Athens, I got I, I will I will be predicting Ole Miss to beat them unless Ole Miss Ray Davis game legacy game this weekend. He was <sighs> at five. I got Florida State. I think looking at Florida State's schedule, it's it's hard to point out where a loss is going to happen. There, you know, there's two huge things on their schedule. You get Miami and Duke at home, who are their two real challenges, and then you get your toughest road game being a team whose quarterback is Graham Mertz. Kind of gets you in a good position to. <laughs> To win the problem for Florida State though is if LSU continues to lose, that win starts getting less and less impressive. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot. Yeah, yeah and especially. But here's like, a problem: it doesn't matter if they go undefeated. It doesn't it matter doesn't if they matter. go undefeated, but if they lose one game and LSU ends the year eight and four, they well, I think if they the don't win, if they don't win their, if they lose a game and don't, I don't know. I think if they're a one-win champion, there's a 50-50 chance yeah. they make it. They, yeah, it doesn't and, even and, matter. and a big thing for me is is you just this team just can't get complacent. They have to go out and start dominating teams just to boost that resume. And now and now I'm going to get into my top four here. Uh, this is the most confident I've been about a top four that I've had all season. At four is is the biggest riser in my in my top ten. It's Michigan. Michigan is four right Jesus now. Um, Still too low, Tyler? Yeah. I dude. just can't put them above Ohio I mean, State because Ohio State Georgia out of the top four and not put Michigan at one. I don't, I don't get that. That's because they, they were seven last week. Two different things, but I think Michigan is. They four. were seven last week, according to David. No, I yeah, know. but I don't really pay attention to what my my rankings were last week. I, I view it as just a blank slate every week. Um, they they finally did it, and I and I've been saying on podcast or on this podcast for a while that they need to dominate a team. They need to dominate a team, and they finally did it. They look great. They played all four quarters great. Um. And yeah, I, I really can. This top four is is all pretty even in my eyes. I don't think there's an elite elite team in college football this year. Mm-hmm. So at three, I have Ohio State. You know, bye week last week, so can't really can't really say anything new about them. Uh, just has probably the second best win in the top four right now. With that, with that at Notre Dame win, at uh, at two, and this was a team that I I really wanted to put at one. But I, I can't do it. I can't put them at one in back-to-back weeks. That Washington is at two what? for me. Washington's at two. What? Um, this is just a. It was a. Re- they looked terrible this weekend. So they, they give up. They, they beat just Arizona by a touchdown, and they're just, still ahead of Michigan. First, just, first just bad performance. Just let him. Let him get to number one because the, the the worst the, hasn't even. Come we know yet. who's number one. I know. That's the that's the worst. Uh, that's the worst uh, week they've had and. And Tyler, if you want to point out the the that as the week Michigan's had performances like that, Ohio State's had performances like that. Every real t- every team in the top ten has had a really disappointing performance. Let up over. Um, and number one, man, number one. I told I told I told Carson and Tyler before this week. I said this is going to be the most controversial ranking yet. I love Texas, bro. I got Texas at one. I think Texas is the best team in the country right now. Uh, they just I know it's against a backup quarterback in in Kansas but they don't look like they have a real hole in their team their defense flies around Quinn Ewers is is incredible and and they finally have you know they ran they ran that committee 
committee backfield for, for the past like three or four weeks. And finally, they had the guy who can take over at number one in, in Jonathan Brooks. I think he's really, really good. And I got, I got Texas at number one. I think they also have a top three receiving core in the country in A.D. Mitchell, Worthy, and then, the, and then I think uh, I think John T. Cook's going to take a big step up in these upcoming weeks. Um, but yeah, I got I got Texas at one, and we're going to find out a lot about them this week. Texas, two top, two teams in my top ten this week are playing on Saturday. So we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about them. We're gonna learn a lot about these two teams. Tyler and I are both chomping at the bit to uh, annihilate this list. Why? But, why? Tyler, what, what are we first? doing? What are we doing with fourth and ten right now, dude? What? After I, I, such I, a great week last week, you know, last week fun was week, good. you know, fun week, controversial, you know, a little, you know, and now we're realistic. just throwing stuff at the realistic. wall. We're, we're, we're throwing sticks. things at the wall, and I don't understand how you put Georgia so low and then put Michigan at four, dude. They haven't let up over ten points this season, bro. They haven't played a team that they should let up over ten. points. Neither has Washington, dude. Yeah, neither has that, Washington. No, that is true. Was I was Washington the number two team in the country when they're beating Arizona by a touchdown, and Michigan's worst game was like a twenty-four point win against a conference opponent. Michigan's yeah. worst game is Bowling Green. Okay, we can make the same argument, you know, another 24-point win, 25 Yeah, yeah. So, Tyler, so, you like, think Michigan's and, and, won? And I, my, dude, I don't understand how Michigan is. I will say I don't think there's an argument to put Georgia over Michigan. So I think the There's AP an argument to put Texas over Michigan wrong. just because of the win that they had? I think, I think the AP people got we're not, we're talking about the 4th and 10, not the AP people. No, 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 no. I was just, I was just, I oh, did, I, I did, know, but I had that. And that's the first time that he brought up the AP poll there in 4th and 10. I had that as something I had to circle. How do you put... Texas, Texas ahead of Michigan, Michigan is not terrible because no, of the I win that they had. I think it's terrible. But I, Washington I, I is unbelievable. Texas has a has the best win in the country right now, especially with how Alabama's been performing. So I like I like them at one. Jalen Milrow. Uh, <laughs> okay. And Tyler, Tyler's a damn near Heisman pick in okay. Jalen Milrow. Okay, but David. uh no, so I think and I will and I will die on the hill that I think right as of right this moment Texas is the best team in the country. I think they're the team with the least amount of holes in their roster. Um, that's fine, dude. We're talking about we're okay. comparing Washington. No, he and was talking about listen. He was, he was mad about Texas. I'll get to you. No, Texas this year has played J T Daniels, the worst quarterback in the last twenty years at Alabama. Wyoming's backup, Baylor's backup, whoa, and Kansas' whoa. Is let's backup. not disrespect Jalen Milrow right now. <laughs> no, why is that no. necessary? That's who they faced. Okay, those are the quarterbacks they faced. Michigan, it, Michigan. First of all, I, I I will say I agree with Tyler. I put Michigan one because of Jim. I think Jim being back is a huge difference. I think it makes all of the difference. Down the top, if you and I also run. think Washington cannot be put behind Texas after this week. Texas came into this game. Kansas thought their starter was playing until 20 minutes before kickoff. And this is a Michigan hey, what conversation are we doing? we're having with zero this is, Do we want to throw out the... Michigan we, is better than Texas. Michigan has a better roster. They have a far better head coach. I don't know if Quinn Ewers is better than J. I mean, Quinn Ewers is better than J.J. I trust Quinn more than J.J., but it's not that It's not that big. Do we want to throw out that Washington did play interior. Arizona's backup this weekend? If you're, Washington, you're no, about yeah, but, but and last week I had Washington at one. I'm not putting Washington behind Texas. They played Arizona's backup and were in you a can, close game. You can go down the I'm list not, of I'm every not, top. having them last week at one, I can't. you can't put them behind Texas. You can put them. You can go down every top ten list, and you can say, here's the quarterbacks they faced and all A concerning game from Georgia drops them five spots, and then a concerning game from Washington puts them from one to two. No, because and wild. and the reason and the reason that that the, I dropped Georgia so much is because this is this is a South Carolina was bad. This too. is around three weeks in a row where Georgia's had a concerning performance. Okay, that's fine. So this but is you like, can't put Texas above Michigan though, and I'd say you have to put Georgia in Michigan above Texas, and then we can argue about Texas or Washington fourth. You think Georgia has to be above Texas? I do think Georgia has to be above I Texas. I think that's terrible. I don't trust Steve Sarkeesian. I I, I don't trust him in a big playoff game. I, they and might lose this week. And again, like, and oh, I don't, I don't disagree this that week. this is that this is a losable week for them. But again, this is my rankings are not you know projection for end of the year. It's right now. Also, Ohio State's better than Texas. I I do not think Ohio State. Ohio is better State's than better than Texas. Than Texas. Ohio State's defense is. Dude, I'm sticking with Michigan one, Georgia two, Texas three, Ohio State four, Washington five. No, I think that's fair. I think no. I just I'm a huge Texas fan. I this think year. that's fair, I, but I'd put Ohio State. And I hope they get killed now. I I'm such an Oklahoma fan this weekend. And I, and if they do, I'll, I'll reflect that. But I I'm a big I'm a big Texas fan in terms of of this season. Every other year, you can ask every single person I've talked college football with ever. 
I have been such a Texas hater every other year. And this year, it really, like, it really, I don't know how to describe it. It just feels like a, t- like a Texas team. And then they're going to become, gonna, te- and then they're going to pull a Texas. Which I will say. Last, they deserve to be a top three team right now, but not above Michigan. Last week, you're exactly right. This Michigan. team will not pull a Texas. So I don't, or Texas will not pull a Texas. I don't think that, and even if they lose to Oklahoma this week, this is an 11 and 1 team. There's no way they lose another game. Oh, that's true. And they'll probably still make the playoff. And, if they and, win yeah, the conference. And if, if they go 11 and 1 with a conference championship win, so 12 and 1 with a win over Alabama, it's a playoff team. No, I think Texas I think Texas is really good. I just if you want to put them at 2 fine, but I don't think you can put them ahead of Michigan. I I, I don't just think not... you can put them ahead of Michigan. Quinn Ewers is not that much better than JJ. Jim Harbaugh makes the world of difference in my opinion. Uh, Michigan's defense I mean, every time is at you least say that, just. Dude, I'm going to point out two weeks ago when you said that's not a big deal. No, I that was that you guys said that more than I did. You guys, no, that was your guys' opinion more than mine. That's so. We'll no, go back especially you. So off, no, you, no, Tyler. No, no, no. So off the air, we're going to go back that. to me saying quote quote unquote here, dude, that Michigan is bad, and then off be the better air, and when off Jim the, Harbaugh comes. Then back. off the air, saying he doesn't think it matters. I did not say. Did I, David, did I say that? I don't think so. You yeah, didn't say it to me. I, I never said that. I will say, I did um, not say that. Michigan has the best defense in the country. Michigan, Penn State will probably be a. T- uh, oh wait, we play Ohio State before that. I'll no. say this: this week proved that Jim makes a difference for me. I think okay. they blow Nebraska with or without Jim, to be honest with you. But yeah. that was like that was like this was a uh, this was by game. far Michigan's most complete game. It was a flawless football. This game. was it was a it was a perf it was a perfect perfect football game from them. So how can you still rank if you do week by week? We can we don't even have. To I talk said about week by week is one, and then what I've seen from them this season is two. I think Michigan's ceiling. It is a little lower than most people's. Well, how is it a blank slate every week? I didn't say. Or I because here's the thing. I I don't say like I don't say like I do my top ten based on everything I've seen this year and what I saw last week. And I don't go and I say like oh I can't drop Georgia that far. And I, think I say I think this is the sixth best team in the country. What what tells us a lot, Carson, is that we're we're not even talking about the number one team and the eight people being six on this list. That's how bad putting Washington and Texas out of Michigan is, dude. No, I'm I don't think they should be the number one team in any poll. I don't think. Georgia I think Georgia's all. I'm not talking. No, Georgia no, no, should also be ahead of Florida that. State. I don't think Florida State has a reason to be ahead of Georgia, especially. No. Florida State is a better win than Georgia. I do agree with the. Yeah, but I, I do agree with you when you say that there's no like consistently number one team. No, that's that's what is so crazy. No, that's percent true. That's why. This and that's is why fun. this segment is good. This that, exactly no, that's because, why this is because fun. last year Georgia would have just been plopped in the number one spot. Yeah, and it would have been correct. And I honestly like that we're in a college football season where where we all three have a different number one team. And I like that. I like that. That's like well, who's your number one, Carson? It's Michigan. Right now, I'd say it's Michigan. Oh, okay. I but thought, I thought but no. I, I, last week it was Washington, but I'd still put. Washington but yeah, I still, I, still I like that. I like that we're we're able to have these debates, and it, and it shows that that there are like it's one of those years where where there are eight or nine teams that could win the national championship, and it's not because there's eight or nine good teams. It's like there's just not any elite teams this year. I could also argue for Oregon and USC over Penn State. I, you could absolutely argue Oregon. I don't think you I, could USC argue is USC, not better but than State, you could absolutely argue Oregon. And I actually had that until I sat in this chair, and then I, and then I, I flipped that. I honestly think Drew Aller would love to play against USC, dude, just because of that defense. Uh, if it's mm. if it's not on the road, well, anyone would love to play against USC's defense. But whose defense would love to play against Caleb Williams? I don't know. I think I think a team like Penn State, a team like Ohio State, a team like Michigan that has that that physical defense that can just press jam corners and can get a pass rush on Caleb Williams will. Is it the type of team that you need to beat USC? No, they can beat USC. I don't think Penn State could, though. I think well, no, they they could, but I wouldn't. I don't think they would. I'd put all of my money. That's in one USC of those. Yeah, that's one of those. Just because of Drew Aller, though. Probably. That's and James Franklin. I think if 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 like hypothetically Penn State played USC, they shouldn't throw the ball more than ten times. Oh, I probably agree with you there, but it's James Franklin. Well, why, what does, why do what I does Michigan have to do this week? To, for you to put them at number one, David. Uh, Michigan just it, like because we know Georgia is not going to. They play Minnesota, up. and yeah. I will say on air, I could not be more of a Michigan fan this week. Minnesota might be my least favorite team in all of college football for a very, very. So, so what? Reasons. So, is there any way they become number one? I mean, I mean, yeah. Assuming uh, Texas a, there's, wins, if Texas there's a, doesn't, there's play. a team. There's a there's well, a Texas chance wins, that, that if Texas wins. In 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 dramatic fashion or in like in like a blowout fashion, I I'm putting them at number one still. But Michigan just needs to keep doing what they did this week, and that's the same with like a lot of these teams. They just need to keep continuing to play good football, and 
and we'll see how how everyone plays. But if again, this is a, this is not an easy environment. Michigan's, Michigan's going into this weekend a night game against Minnesota. Michigan should blow them out, but it'll tell me a lot if JJ can go in there and really put together another four quarter performance, and they can they can dominate Minnesota. As I I could not be cheering more for Michigan. I, I and Tyler, I might actually even ask to borrow a Michigan shirt if we're for watching that game. That is how much I hate Minnesota. Yeah. I might get just because they beat you guys when you're ranked number fourth. Like no, we won't no, get, we no, won't no, get no, into no, why. No, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you. So I'll tell. That's an off-air story. Yeah. Oh. I might I might literally get kicked out of my family if I wear a Michigan shirt, and I don't even care. That's how much I hate Minnesota. No, and 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 I just think you know to wrap, to, to wrap fourth and ten up, dude. I think that putting Washington ahead of Michigan is just completely unfair to Michigan, especially after this week, dude. I mean. 31-24 against Arizona is really bad. Quarter, it's, it's really horrible. bad. It's horrible, really and you put them from one to two. No, it's it's really bad. And but Michigan blew out Rutgers, given you know that first half was a little concerning, but second half fine. And then no, no, and you can't you can't really 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 blame Michigan for for their schedule, but it's just like it's just I don't know. I I'm just not like completely completely. I don't think I'm sold on any team. Uh, the most concern I have about any top five team is definitely Florida State, but true. I just I don't think I think Georgia being below Florida State is the craziest. Dude, thing. I think if, I think if, if I had to pick, honestly, and I'm excited for that because, Washington Oregon game, dude, because they have a bye this week. I think all these one through four games or teams are, are interchangeable. I think if if those think so. if your four if your top four in any order is Texas, Washington, Ohio State, Michigan, I'm not gonna really sit here and disagree with you. That's how close I think. I think like usually if you rank a team four, that means you don't think they're close to number one, and that's that's not true at all. I just think there's so many teams that are close to number one. And do we can are we more concerned about the Oregon game after a bye week for Washington? Because that's a tough game to go into after a bye. Is it? Where is it? It's in Washington. So I I think Oregon uh, might win it either way, but I just think Oregon matches up well against what Washington does. That's not that's next week, right? No, they have a, Washington has a bye this week, and then then Oregon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be a great game. But I, I not, and it's so funny that you brought up the Oregon Penn State thing because that's absolutely an argument to be had. I just, I, I'm not a fan of USC. I actually almost put Oklahoma ahead of USC. Okay, um, come on. We're talking about Caleb Williams here. I, and that's that the thing. Offense. And that's the thing. Caleb Williams is is by. I said it earlier. I think he's a top ten quarterback in the world right now. I think if you put him on twenty two, probably probably twenty two NFL teams, he'd be a starting quarterback today. Yeah, I know, but in college football is an offensive game. At the end of the day, USC is going to score forty points. USC is going to score forty points on Penn State. They what are happens, going to what score forty points. What happened last time we saw USC play in the postseason? They lost to Tulane. No, I know, but they are. I, don't I think they're USC, better this year. I don't trust USC in a in a playoff or like postseason scenario at all. Just because Caleb Williams can do can only do so much. If Caleb Williams is asked to go no, play they might. fifty every week, no, he right. has the ability. But I think. But literally one bad like like the thing is if 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 JJ McCarthy has a bad game Michigan can still easily win, it, and that's true with any of the any of the top. Caleb Williams won't have a bad game though. That's the only thing. He won't. Yeah. But if he does, but they will lose that game. I think that rings true against Michigan or even Texas and Ohio State. I don't think that's true against Penn State. Oh, I'm not saying USC. I'm not, not talking about USC. Not, but no, but it's not a game. You. That's not happening. But I'm telling you, I'd put them ahead of Penn State. Okay, I will I, say Carson does do this every. Yeah, year, that's just not a That's not a game. Right? And I'm that, so happy it switched to Penn State and not Michigan because it's been Michigan the last four weeks. Well, this is not a Mich- game. I think Michigan would be if, okay. if, USC. Who would you rank ahead, USC or Penn State? Oh, I'd put Penn State ahead. USC, Why, dude? I think if they played the defense, Arizona State would not score a point. If we want to go hypothetical, you think they could score forty points? With Penn, when score with USC is going to score forty points against Penn State. Yeah, at least. If we want to go hypothetical, you think Rowler can do that? What do you think? Why oh, do you, you think? Do I think Penn State will score forty points? Yeah. Oh no, no. Okay then. I you know I think they'll get up there though. I, uh, I will so say I will say you, you you you're throwing out hypotheticals here. So let's yeah. let's circle. I'm these, not throwing out hypotheticals. No no no. Let's circle this game right here. And I've pulled up on my phone USC Arizona State. Not only does Penn State score more than forty two versus Arizona State. I, Arizona State might not score. Oh, that's possible. And, and they gave up twenty. Not only did they score twenty eight, dude. That game was they had chances to win, and obviously they're not good enough to go. No, they did. Yeah, like that, they, yeah. No, USC. USC has looked like crap. On I mean, they 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 play a crappy game at ASU. Their defense sucks against CU, but I'm just telling you, I think no, I, USC is going dude, to score for again. It's, not, it's it's more of a get if it's more of an against Drew Aller thing than a for USC. And I'm going to do a bold thing. More of what it is. I'm going to do a bold thing in that. Yeah, I'm going to do a bold thing and talk about games that are actually going to happen. 
Oh wow, and, dude, that's something new on fourth. And, and ten. as of right now, as of right now, Penn State will go ten and two with like uh, thirty plus was probably a stretch. I'm not. Gonna, I heard it out loud, and I was like, that might be a stretch. What did you say? 10? Penn State's gonna go ten and two with ten plus point losses to Michigan and, and Ohio State this year. Dude, and, and, and once and, again, dude, unfortunately, we have to end off a great, a great fourth and ten segment, controversial again, with hypotheticals from. Carson. What's wrong with that? Why is that bad? It's terrible. Dude. So then, why do you think? No, no, why tell am I comparing me. No, USC you and think Penn State. they couldn't be further from playing each other? It doesn't matter. We're talking about rankings here. I have seen. Why what? would you rank Penn State higher than USC? Because their defense, they they would lose to any top ten offense, bro. And you think Penn State's top ten offense? I think Penn State would rush for over two hundred yards in that game. Penn State might not be a top ten offense in the freaking Big Ten, dude. I, I I might be the biggest Penn State hater at this table right now. You're gonna, you don't, you don't mean that. I, no, Seems I don't like, mean top ten, but but like, it, it, listen, I just don't think that the USC is good in a way that they will. I mean, it is just concerning that the back to back weeks that USC has put up, not in terms of Colorado's a bad team. But in terms of being up thirty four seven and winning, and seven also points. giving giving teams that they're they're they are blowing out a chance to come back and potentially take yeah, the yeah. Yeah, I mean, game. So. We saw how the how the USC Arizona State game started. We saw that like, Colorado was, and ASU had a chance to beat USC. Yeah, yeah, and, and that is just definitely concerning. Like what I've seen on the field on on roster spots, Penn State and Michigan actually are in very similar situations where they're just kind of played really bad teams and like disappointed some weeks and then blown out other weeks it's just it's just what i saw from penn state where there was a point where i was like wow we might not definitely beat northwestern as soon as i thought that i was like oh they're they're dropping i don't care i don't care if we win by tyler let me ask you i've I've asked you this like every week you said like weeks ago you thought michigan is there's a good chance they can lose to penn state have you changed that opinion yeah 100%. 100%. You think you, you're, you're confident. It's like David you're said, it's a week-by-week week thing with team. With, he, he just said No, that. I know. I'm, I'm just asking you because, like, you were not you were not confident about Michigan going to Penn State. Because Penn two State weeks was ago. coming off a week of blowing a team out. I forget. It was, who, it was Iowa. They blew Iowa out, and Michigan was concerning against it. That was either Rutgers or Bowling Green, dude. And those were probably arguably two Michigan's two worst games this year. And then now you ask me that question after Michigan puts a, puts together a complete game of four four quarters and Penn State struggles against probably the worst team in the Big Ten, um, and then obviously my answer is going to change. You ask me if we go shot for shot with Minnesota, yeah, next it's the week, same thing. And then next you week. ask me that, I'm going to say yeah, I'm concerned about a good Penn State team. I would. Take it's a week by week thing, dude. Any team in the country this week? Are you confident about their Michigan's going to go win? This is the last Valley. time I talk about Happy Valley or Penn State against Michigan until that week. Any team going into the any team in the entire country going into Beaver Stadium, there's a chance Penn State. Because I'm just going to talk about this with David now because you no, no, you're, you, you don't understand no. how you point, no yeah no no Tyler all year David David you know this is true Tyler before the season and through the year has pointed out I think Michigan's going to lose at Penn State Michigan's going to lose at Penn State Michigan because every week it's concerning this week it was asking you this week do you think Michigan if you and I'm officially going to talk to David about this now because he know because he has a team that you know knows what i'm going through in a week-by-week basis of, i know i understand sucks, i understand dude, so. we don't need to talk to an ohio state fan about michigan oh my yeah God. you know yeah i'm obviously gonna favor michigan and penn state and i'm so, so happy that michigan david pulled the ohio state. state joke this week it's been me every time <laughs> do you think but. michigan will beat penn state what yes think? dude okay. you asked me that a week ago i'm saying i know no. okay like, exactly not. that's what i want to know this week does it change that's yes. all i wanted to know yes there you go but but david and i have teams where you know we go week by week with being concerned at the little things that honestly don't make that much of an impact yeah, yeah. like 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 for me it's week by week with donovan edwards getting carries but your team dude we can't do that with your team so i don't know why you yeah i'm simply you're... asking you a question because that's the first time all year you've told me you genuinely think they're going to go into happy valley and win i'm yeah. just asking you and i'm still sticking with the night game thing Drew Aller would outplay JJ in a night game at Happy Valley, uh, in my opinion. But, dude, yeah, it's a week by week thing, and we're not going to do hypotheticals anymore, bro. Officially, you, no, I have no. <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. Fourth and no, listen to me. Five, no, okay. I'm telling you, you. This is a. I every week because he year, sounds confident. And I don't sound confident, dude. It makes me look bad because I don't know what he's going to say next. All I'm asking you is if you think Michigan's going to beat Penn State because not once this year have you said I, I think question. that. Okay. Yes. It's not even a hypothetical. I'm just asking you if you think they're going to win. I am the most confident person at this table that Michigan will beat Penn State. 
And that makes sense as a Penn State fan right now. And we go into next week. And who do, who do you guys play next week? We have bye week. Oh, yeah, bye week. Bye week, right. then UMass. So it's not going to change. If you blow out UMass, and I don't know who we play in two weeks, but if you let's just say you play UMass this week, dude, and you blow them out, and Michigan goes, you know, a Rutgers Bowling Green type game against Minnesota, we're going to sit here and say, oh, maybe Penn State has a chance. But as we get later in the season especially, dude, we're going to be like, okay, we know concerns about Michigan. We know concerns about Penn State. Which one is more impactful in that game? Yeah. But yes, dude, I think Michigan beats Penn State now because Penn State was terrible this weekend and Michigan was great. I agree with you. Yeah, okay. And uh, shout out to Connor Young. Uh, just, just team just uh, scored a touchdown to take the lead. Let's go, dude. Shout out uh, State College, man. State College is a great place to shout be. Shout out State High Football. Yeah. Shout, shout but yeah, to, to wrap up this pod, we're going to move on from fourth and time. We're going to make our, uh, our, our week six picks really quickly. I got a couple games for that. Yeah, let's cap this uh, controversial pot off with some some picks. And Carson, you know, has has the notes in front of him. Give us a give us a standings recap and a and a last week recap of, of picks here on CFP Mondays. Yeah, so last week we picked six games. Uh, we'll start with me. I was seven and zero week one. This or week one of the picks this week. Tyler and I both went four and two. Um, my two losses were with Duke. I picked Duke and Utah. Tyler's two losses were Utah and LSU. Um, That's where he fell. And then David. Was three and three. Not a great week for uh, David Young. He picked Utah, Duke, and LSU. So I mean, all of our losses came in the same areas. After two weeks, uh, I sit at eleven and two, and Tyler and David both at eight and five. Still a long ways to go. Still a lot to play for with our picks. We've got rewards, loser, punishments. In nothing the crazy. It's nothing crazy, but nothing crazy. Maybe. But we want to win. Yeah, yeah. we want to win, and there's a lot of games to be picked and. That starts this week with week six. We got six more games on the slate. Time let's start with a here. let's start with an interesting one, dude. This is probably second most interesting of the week because it'll tell us a lot about a specific team that we all were high on at the start of the season, and that's LSU Missouri. So David, get throw throw a pick out there for this game. I don't think that Luther Burden will be stopped during this game. I think this is when the the wheels fall off the Brian Kelly train. So this is this is my my hot like this is my definitely boldest take of the week. But give me Missouri. No, I I, under, I like that. I mean, if they lose, the wheels are off. But I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go LSU just because I like Elijah Drinkwitz. He's a fun character head coach for uh, Missouri. Luther Burden's great. But I'm gonna go Jane Daniels. Another big game. Backs against the wall. David, what is the? Oh, here we go. LSU minus six. Six and, and a half. half yeah. I mean, when we were talking about LSU going to Missouri earlier in the pod, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to pick Missouri when we do our picks. But now I'm going to go LSU just because of the just because of the Jaden Daniels factor. Um, I think at Missouri is going to be really concerning. I think uh, LSU cover and win by 10 um, in this game. So I'm going to go LSU there. Uh, let's move into another game that could be concerning for a team we've talked about a lot already, and that's going to be Louisville-Notre Dame. Ah. Uh, if you would have asked me before the Louisville versus NC State game, I would have said Louisville. Uh, if you listen to the first time, I was super high on Louisville. Uh, Louisville scored 13 points versus NC State. Uh, Louisville might not score versus Notre Dame if, if they play an offense. If they if they play on the same level of offense that they played against NC State, they will they will not not play well. And and we've seen you know NC State has played both Louisville and Notre Dame and got dominated by Notre Dame and, and kept it close with Louisville. So. I'm gonna take Notre Dame in a in a close, low scoring one. Yeah, I think David hit the nail on the head there. I this may be the third week in a row where neither team in a Notre Dame game hits twenty points, but yeah, I'll take Notre Dame. Yeah. Close no, one thirteen. And Notre Dame will be going like on uh, three three pick segments here on CFP Mondays and three three Notre Dame games that we're gonna be picking and I'm gonna go Notre Dame for the for the uh, Third week in a row, I think. I think I picked them, picked them against Ohio State. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Um, so yeah, third week in a row picking Notre Dame. Do I like that? Not at all. But I think I think <laughs> fair, uh, fair. I think they win, but I don't think they cover seven points, dude. I think this is a field goal touchdown type type of a game. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go Notre Dame there against Louisville. Um, next game is gonna be my favorite game of the week because I think uh, Jalen Milrow. <laughs> will step up to the plate and get a big win against Texas A&M. Alabama, Texas A&M. It's only a two-and-a-half point spread, too. Oh, we will be covering that. <laughs> <laughs> David, David, throw a pick out. Just, just so all the listeners are clear, when he says we, he is referring to Alabama. Um, I Simply because I said in the first podcast that Jalen Milrow sucks, but he will be a top-five Heisman <laughs> candidate next year. 
Connor, at, where, at where, David? Where will he be next? He'll year? be at Rice next He'll be year. at Rice, actually. Rice. JT Daniels' successor? Yeah. Connor Wigman's injury is the reason Alabama will win this game. If if Wigman plays, this would have been a, a fantastic, fantastic game. I How is it only two and a half points? I'm a big Texas A&M Texas A&M, like, not a fan. I just I like what they've done this season. I think they should be a, a top 25 team. They people, they're, they're 22nd in my poll. But I, I do like, I think Alabama is starting to click. And I, so I, I like Alabama by 14. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. take. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, after the magic that happened in uh, Kyle Field two years ago against Alabama, I'd like to pick them to lose, but. I'll take Jalen Milrow. I think I think they figured out I think they figured out how to use him. He barely threw the ball last week. We looked in the middle of the second quarter and he was one for one with twenty seven yards. He you went know what? For, and then he continued to go. Yeah, eight he did. For eight. He did. And you know what? It worked. It worked and uh, I just I don't trust Jimbo Fisher anymore. <laughs> and David and I think if you eliminate the part of Jalen Milrow's brain that tells him to throw the ball, he would be a top fifteen running back in college football. Six two, two twenty fast. Really fast. Yeah, strong. Fast, strong, big. Um, consistently rushes for more yards than he throws and also throws picks. So I'm going to take Alabama, like I already said, just because of Jalen Moreau will have a standout game, legacy game per se. Ooh. In in Texas A&M, wow. legacy game Jalen Moreau. Okay. Zero picks, dude. He's going to throw zero picks this week. Um. Next game up is going to be Washington State-UCLA. And UCLA is favored by four and a half. I don't know how. Why? Is, is like, Cam Ward hurt or something? I, that's the first thing that came to mind. Is, But go go ahead, David. I just wanted to throw that out there. So, I mean, obviously this is, this is assuming there's a healthy Cam Ward, but uh, I don't think this game will actually be even close. I think if, if the spread was, was Washington State... Minus four and a half, I would still predict them to cover. That's weird. Uh, I, hmm. yeah, it's it's at UCLA, but that's not a, that's really not even like a home field. It's it's an off campus away game. That doesn't yeah that doesn't mean a lot. You know, they play in a stadium forty five minutes from their campus, and the place is not going to be full. Uh, Washington State's going to travel as they always do. Cam Ward is a Heisman contender. Give me Washington State. I'm gonna pick UCLA simply because Vegas. This is the biggest Vegas, UCLA hater. Vegas has to know something that we don't. That's it. I have no other explanation. No, that it's it's such that, a weird. I don't. I, I think that's the only. My real, jaw dropped when I saw that line, and that's I have no no further explanation. That's the only no good. That's the only right explanation to to pick UCLA. Washington State by 17 points. Um, just because of the like like you said, Dave. I think Cam Ward is definitely a Heisman contender, and I think you know this is a quarterback matchup. Is what it's going to come down to, in my opinion. That I mean, they're going to look really smart or like a complete tool. Week, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, dude. And, and I think I picked UCLA last week against uh, or t- two weeks ago. I mean, who they played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I picked them, and they were terrible in that game, and it was hard to watch. So, give me, give me Washington State, and then before we get into the big game of the week, yeah. we're going to go with Georgia Kentucky and Georgia coming off like we already covered on 4th and 10 concerning a concerning game and now they go into a Kentucky team who's hot, dude. Mm-hmm. So David, number 1 Georgia uh hosting number 20 Kentucky. Uh give me Georgia. La- last week I said on the podcast I said both Kentucky and Florida suck. Kentucky just sucks less and I I still think that might reign true. Um Georgia just has too much talent everywhere on the field to, to lose a home game to Kentucky. I will say, though, Kentucky Kentucky will cover that 15-point spread, but Georgia Georgia will win. I really want to pick Kentucky. After last week, Ray Davis' legacy game, four touchdowns. Oh, it's if not it was a legacy game, game yet. Oh, because his legacy game. Oh, it's wow. for more than 280? If this was at Kentucky, <laughs> if this was not in Athens, Georgia, I'd pick Kentucky, but because Georgia's home, Kirby Smart, defense, I'm going to take Georgia. Welcome to college football, Ray Davis. Oh, 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 oh. Give me Kentucky. Where's Crumpa? Give me Kentucky after two years, three years of Georgia just not looking concerning. They finally look a little bit like they have some holes. And this Kentucky offense is going to exploit their defense, dude. And I think that, um, you know, like I said, they haven't been concerning at all in the past couple of years. And no, for no real reason, dude, give me Kentucky. So, so I think and We're Georgia job, I mean, and also so give good. me Michigan at number one at the end of this week. I don't care what happens in this game. It's going to be a close game. Michigan's going to blow out Minnesota. They have to be number one. Um, but now let's get into the game of the week that's going to tell us a lot about the future of rankings and playoff Oklahoma-Texas neutral site, David. 
Hook them horns, baby. I, I like Jesus this. I like Christ. Texas, but I'm gonna give an even bolder prediction than Texas winning. This game's going to overtime. Wow. Texas will win this one in overtime. It'll just be. It'll just come down to to the overall talent that Texas has on offense versus the talent Oklahoma has on offense, and that gives them the slight edge in this one. But so so give me the horns in overtime. Um, in this game, I like Oklahoma a lot more. I like Dylan Gabriel a lot more than most people. I think they're they've been under ranked the whole year. But I'm going to have to pick Texas simply because of Brent Venable's inexperience as a head coach in big games. This is, I mean, obviously by far the biggest game he's coached. Last year he lost this game 45 nothing, but now he has a real team but does not have the experience. They don't really have weapons on the outside. If they had some weapons on the outside, I'd put a lot more thought to Oklahoma. I think it's going to be close, but I think Texas wins. Um, but... Still, shout out to Brett Venables. He's yeah. proved me wrong. He's been pretty good. And I might go 0 for 2 in my last two picks here, but I'm going to Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. I don't hate it. And and I think uh, Shark is back this week um, <laughs> with being on the hot seat. We thought he was on the hot seat going into the end of the year. Um, but like you guys said earlier, if they lose this game and win out, they'll they'll be fine going forward. But I think, dude, I think there's too much riding on this game for them to win the game. And so for the back-to-back pick in a row, uh, no real reason I'm going to Oklahoma. Dude. I think... I was high on Texas after they beat Alabama, and, I was, and I'm still high on them. I like I it. Think, I think Oklahoma goes in the Cotton Bowl, and they're rolling right now, dude. Oklahoma's climbed up the rankings each week. Um, one of the best high-scoring offenses in the country. Um, so I, give me give me Oklahoma, dude. I might go for two there, but it's, it's okay. But guess what? If we, if you go 2-0 and oh there, we're in trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's going to wrap it up for this edition of CFB Mondays, dude. Thank you, boys, for coming on, as usual. We'll be back What next a great week. episode today was. Dude, great episode. Today was great. And, 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 and expect more heat next week, dude, when, when Georgia loses and Michigan goes to the number one seed and David has them at 10, you know? <laughs> so, so, so well, yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, if yeah. I'm even welcome back. <laughs> so, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Carson doesn't bring up any more hypotheticals about uh, Michigan, dude. They're fun to talk about, but it's Michigan. Hey, I put them number one this week. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week, CFB Mondays. Um, probably another soccer pod on Thursday this week. Uh, Champions League talk, uh, more than Premier League talk probably this week. Champions League is back, so that I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, we'll be back with uh, CFB Mondays next week, and thanks for tuning in. And, uh, yeah.